Adam Pengilly, good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, but morning, boys. Uh, okay, this Waterhouse bot two-year-old situation is now getting ridiculous. Uh, they are just absolutely dominating. Seriously. They've got four of the top six in betting currently for the Golden Slipper, Adam. Well, how do you stop them, Mido? Like, the, the, the last two or three months has just been, well, probably even longer, four or five months, to be fair, since the start of the two-year-old season. They've just been phenomenal. This stable's two-year-olds this year has been absolutely outstanding. And, and to be fair, I can remember previous years where, say, the Snowdens had a really good run in the two-year-olds for, for three or four months. And I think Godolphin, the one year, were just rolling out two-year-olds week after week that seem to be winning. But having said that, the big races around the corner, you know, aren't they? Like, mm. I, I know they've done an enormous job so far. They've won the Magic Moons with Storm Boy. But I reckon Gay and Adrian want to tick off one of these group ones throughout the Sydney Autumn Carnival, if not more. And it all comes down to the slipper, obviously, and potentially the Blue Diamond as well. But we'll start with his Colt Pross. Like, he was he was pretty impressive there. He backed up what he did early, early in the season in, in the Breeders' Plate. And you thought that Fearless had a chance halfway down the running of, of maybe nabbing him late. But he just dug in for the fight a little bit later. So... He's a really nice colt going forward. I want to follow Fearless as well. But, uh, yeah, it's another colt off the production line of Tullet Lodge this season. What about Lady of Camelot in the Widden Stakes? Yeah, the punters didn't muck around, did they, Loz? Um, she was sent out a very short price favourite. Again, another two-year-old that's had her first start early in the season in the, in the Jim Crack Stakes. And a little bit similar to Prost, I thought sort of halfway down the straight, I thought, oh, she looks a little bit vulnerable here. She might be might be run down. But I think the key was, if you watch the replay, Timmy Clark just pulled his whip through to his left hand, gave her one or two reminders, and boom, she just she's away she went. And I think just reading between the lines, I think the stables probably got a little bit more of an opinion of her than what they did to the Colt Prost. And obviously, she'll be heading through the Phillies division towards the Golden Slipper. And she, to me, looks like she's going to be a main player heading towards the Slipper and, and maybe even challenge Storm Boy if he gets there in one piece. She nearly broke the 1,100-metre course record. Yeah. It's scary, is, isn't it? But, but I was a bit like Adam. I, I, I thought she was under pressure. Yeah, she, she at did one stage. Little, and then yeah. just, just kicks. I wonder if Celerity might have got her. Don't think so. Mm. <laughs> we yeah. only needed to run top two, though. In the I know, I know, but I can stop them. Talking about Celerity, what about J-Mac? I saw he got injured and then rode in Hong Kong yesterday. Yeah, I was surprised he went to Hong Kong, was to tell you the truth. I'm actually not surprised he went there, but given he had to forfeit a lot of his rides on the second half of the card there at Rose Hill on the weekend, and obviously his, his, his foot and in particular his toe was giving him a fair bit of discomfort, but he, he managed to ride through the pain barrier there at Hong Kong. Is he contracted and, to go back and forth, is he? Well, he's, he's, he's on a hit-and-run mission at the moment, Loz, right. for some of these meetings, but he's going to stay over there permanently for a couple of months in the not-too-distant future, so... He obviously had a horse he wanted to ride for John Size in the Group 1 there yesterday, which um, Huey Bowman's mount won that race. And I suppose when you commit to these rides, Loz, without losing an arm or something like that, you want to go. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know he would have been in a lot of pain and probably the flight would have been very uncomfortable, I would have, I would have imagined. But he was cleared by the Hong Kong Jockey Club's doctor once he arrived in Hong Kong there yesterday and they said he was right to go. So, yeah, he's building up his connections over there in Hong Kong. He probably didn't want to let them down, but I'm sure it would have been a very uncomfortable experience for him yesterday. Just keeps going through the grades, this Al Coberson. It's a winner, trained by Angela Davies there at Gosford. Yeah, talking about the Rose Hill track being on fire, Mido, he broke the track record there over 1,200 metres, sorry, Al Coberson, and backing up what Naval College did, breaking octagonal's record there a few weeks yeah. back. So this Rose Hill track is racing like an absolute conveyor belt at the moment. He's on fire, and he's a good horse. Angela Davies just keeps placing him in the, in the right sort of races. He's going through the grades. There was a benchmark 88 there on the weekend. He's... 
was down a little bit on the weight, but he can probably take on open class now. And I'm sure there's probably stakes class potentially in him at some stage. So, yeah, he's probably been, I dare say, the find of the summer really in Sydney racing, just going through his going through his grades. And I'm, I'm sure there's more wins in store for him as well. Uh, now, I was going to ask you about one of your stories today that you've written. Yeah, you've written about uh, concussion and, and the evolution of mandates on contact at training. You wrote, sorry, over the weekend in the Herald, Adam. Mm. Yes, Mido, yeah, yeah. So obviously the NRL has been, I think we chatted about it briefly on Friday, didn't we? And um, I did a story over the course of the weekend. The NRL has just slightly tightened the protocols again this year. The one thing they've done is they're making it, they're trying to replicate pretty much game day procedures at training. So they're going to have more concussion spotters at training, more medical professionals watching every single training session. And Every single club's got to record uh, their, their training session, contact training session, send all the vision to the NRL, tell them how many minutes they're doing contact training. I think, Mido, at some stage this year, the, the Australian Rugby League Commission will make a call and say, hey, we're going to go down the path of the NFL and we're going to mandate actually how long you can do contact training for each week. Um, obviously, they're trying to get as much research and data as possible, and they've been doing that for the last 12 to 18 months. But... I think it's coming. I think they're going to try and uh, enforce that that mandate or, or rule of training and, and make sure the players aren't doing too much tackling or contact training throughout the course of a week. Mate, thank you. Have a good day. See you, boys.